Good morning, and welcome to New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN, where our goal every Sunday is to entertain, enlighten, and expose you to information that can lead to positive change in your life. I'm Larry Hardesty. We hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving, and this morning we'll chat with James Winans. He's the Chief Development Officer and Interim Co-CEO of the Bowery Mission. Yes, they had a week of serving Thanksgiving dinners to those who are in need, and we'll chat about that and some of the other things that the Bowery Mission is doing. So whether you're about to hit the road for an early run after a heavy week of eating or preparing for sunrise service or just relaxing on a Sunday, thanks for joining us. And make sure you have a pencil, pen, paper to jot down a few notes or maybe phone numbers for this show today. We'll begin this edition of New York Sports and Beyond after this time out on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to New York Sports and Beyond. I'm Larry Hardesty. James Winan has been the Chief Development Officer and now Interim Co-CEO at the Bowery Mission since 2012. But he's had a steady climb at the organization beginning in 2005 as the Manager of Institutional Giving before serving as their Director of Development the following year. Ironically, his work in the field of helping those who needed a hand began in 2000 as Project Director for Just Neighbors, whose mission is to serve homeless families by uniting religious congregations, community volunteers, and local agencies in the cooperative effort to provide shelter, meals, and compassionate professional support. In 2003, Winans became the Educational Director of Family Promise, a national nonprofit that mobilizes communities to help homeless and low-income families achieve their lasting independence. So join me this morning in welcoming James Winans to New York Sports and Beyond. Good morning, Larry. I know you had a great Thanksgiving, and as always, you folks at the Bowery Mission did a fantastic job. Take us back through the week of uh, the Bowery that you started serving meals from Monday. You know, we really start the weekend before um, Thanksgiving. On Saturday, we fire up the ovens, and we we prepare everything from scratch here. So we're cooking turkeys, we're chopping vegetables, we're doing doing everything from scratch, and we have about 500 volunteers who come through to help us do that. Um, you know, the course of the past week, we've served 15,000 people uh, Thanksgiving meal at one of our nine locations in New York and also in Newark, New Jersey. So you started in Newark, formerly at the Goodwill Rescue Mission, correct? That was Monday? That's right. So Monday, um, we, we served Thanksgiving over the lunch hour to about 200 guests, who, many of whom share that you know they're, they're homeless this holiday. They're experiencing mm-hmm. uh, being on the streets or being in the shelter. And so this was a, a welcome meal for them. They were able to come in uh, you know, to a warm place with, with uh, volunteers and staff who really cared about them. And also hear about some of the other services offered there in Newark, where we now have a day center uh, operating five days a week, uh, where people can come in out of the cold and participate in activities and classes and and uh, and consider a, a, a change in their life. So let's stay in Newark uh, right there. And you talk about some of the new things that's going on there. Uh, what What's the goal for having the additional programs to pull folks in who not only may be hungry and need a place to stay, but are also going to be enriched and, and James taught how to get back on the right track? Yes, that's right. That's right. There's uh, probably about uh, 2000 people who are experiencing homelessness in northern New Jersey and um, you know, for many of them, the, the families have tried to help and given up. Uh, the government's promised help and hasn't come through. Other organizations have promised help and haven't been a safe place. Uh, we want to be that safe place. We want to be that place where people choose to be during the day um, and building relationships with people on our staff. We have a 
staff position now called ambassador. Hmm. And the, the role of the ambassador really is to form a friendship with somebody experiencing homelessness, to know their name, to know their story, to know their goals, um, so that as they uh, are ready to maybe make a change, it's that person that they're talking to about making that change. Um, and eventually, you know, we'll, we'll hook them up with a social worker and, a, and, and develop a plan, which may or may not include the residential programs of the Bowery Mission, um, but, uh, but we wanted them to make progress towards the goals that they have for their life. There's no question. And, and, you know, not just in Newark, but when you, and you know, James, cause you've been in this, you've done this for a long time and we'll talk about that in, in a couple of minutes, but there is, um, unfortunately, James, there's a mindset that, that comes along with this. It's a mindset of sometimes defeat. It's a mindset of sometimes nobody wants to help me. So when you have that person that gives you that individual touch, it kind of restores your faith in people again. It's really all about trust. You know, and it's understandable. I mean, homelessness is trauma. It is a, it is a place of being traumatized, and um, and the help is is sometimes sporadic, and and we haven't done our best, I think, as a society to coordinate our efforts to to help people out of that situation. And so, trust is broken time and time again. Uh, we want to restore that trust. Now, James, you started, as you mentioned, at the at your newer campus, which was formerly the Goodwill Mission over on University Place between Orange and James Street. Then on Tuesday, uh, you were at the Tribeca campus, which is formerly the Rescue Mission, yes? That's right. We Two years ago, the Bowery Mission merged with another organization called New York City Rescue Mission. They're actually older than us. Really? Uh, and we've been, we've been operating as one for the last two years, and, but we've carried their, tra- their Thanksgiving tradition forward. Uh, just a beautiful time in their uh, chapel room with tablecloths and centerpieces and music, um, and uh, we served 400 people meals there in that in that room. Just a beautiful time, and then our guests were able to cross the street uh, into another building that uh, is a partner of ours and our partner Chobani, the company that makes all the yogurt. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was there, and they had an after party of sorts wow. with desserts and music and. Uh, and uh, and some some really delicious yogurt there. So the the Chobani staff had come in from uh, upstate as well as their location here in New York City and spent the whole day with us. It was a, a wonderful help. So and and we'll talk about all the sponsors a little bit later. But James, clearly in in this economic situation that we're we're in, uh, sponsors and companies coming to lend a hand is is just priceless at this time. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, this is an event that is drawing more and more partners to the to the work. Um, our, our main partners this year were Chobani, as I mentioned, Prudential Financial, Pura Vida Investments. Um, and then we had our supporters like uh, Bombas. Bombas is a company that gives away a pair of socks for every pair of socks, uh, socks that they sell. And, and they've been a year-round supporter, very involved in this event. Colgate Palmolive. The Hain Celestial Group bringing us food and Sarbi's Natural, and, uh, and then we had some financial contributors this year that were new: ADP, Avalon Bay Communities, Con Edison, uh, Macy's, Proskauer, Roxy Hotel, Soho Grand Hotel, the Howard Hughes Corporation, Warner Brothers. So it's just been an outpouring of support um, for this work. 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, just because James rattled off a number of companies who have been gracious to lend their name and their time and money to the program doesn't mean he doesn't need any more money. So we'll give you a chance. We'll tell you where you can send some money and donate your time and maybe some money as well to the Bowery organization. I'm chatting with James Winans of the Bowery Mission. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. James, uh, I'm curious about the... uh, the New York City Rescue Mission. Tell me how that partnership came about. Well, here were two organizations in New York that had both been operating for over 140 years. And, uh, and in fact, our founders had been in conversation with each other in the 1870s and, and, mm. and were aware of each other's work and encouraging one another, spurring one another on. And, uh, and yet the organizations had worked separately for all those 14 decades. And we just found that uh, if we brought together our work, if we joined forces, we were going to be able to serve more people with better services in a more coherent way. And, uh, and so, so, you know, I think in a great act of humility, leaders kind of laid down their, their, um, uh, you know, their, their, ta- their territory, their power, mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. let's do this together. And uh, and it's been a, a wonderful partnership and, and really, really now operating as one. You know, it's funny, James. Years ago, I was interviewing a boxing promoter, Don King, and he said mm. to me very simply, working together works. And that's what it sounds like in, in this scenario here with the, the Goodwill Rescue Mission uh, and uh, I'm sorry, the New York City Rescue Mission and, um, you know, the Bowery Organization, the Bowery Mission. I think so. I think that's a good word. Working together works. Yeah, absolutely. And in our case, means that more people are served and more yeah. people are getting help, and that's what's at the end of the day so important. That's the bottom line. And then, of course, we had the main event, James, on the Thanksgiving Day. You guys had you guys were serving breakfast. You're serving what well, you serving turkey dinners every hour for most of the day. That that was unbelievable. T- take us back to that. Every hour. So we we started at eight a.m. for breakfast. We served. Uh, you know, the eggs and bacon came out at 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. And then by 10 a.m., we were serving turkey dinners. And we did that mm-hmm. from 10 every hour up until 5 in the evening. Uh, you know, had had uh, people cycling through all day um, in our chapel that had music going and decorations again. Uh, we had about, as I mentioned already, we had about 500 volunteers who helped us accomplish that. And, you know, as the guests left, each one received a bag of practical gifts. So socks, winter hat, gloves, hygiene items, things that are really critical this time of year. Um, and uh, it's just amazing to see how New Yorkers come out to support um, and also to see the tremendous need. Now, James, that's fascinating. And you mentioned the, the other items. We, we focus so much on food at this particular, so far in our conversation. But as you've noticed, you mentioned socks, winter hat, gloves, and hygiene items. And that was at every location that you did that throughout the, uh, so far. And there's going to be seven days. We'll talk about the rest of the time that you're working. But th- throughout these early times, that's what you've done. How, when you give these items to the folks in need after they've had food, how how grateful are they to get these things as well? Because this is something that helps them after their after their stomach is full. Absolutely, I mean it's just a it's a practical gift um, mm-hmm. and something something that helps out. I mean the other thing we hope is that that people as they interact with our staff and volunteers are also hearing that there's other support. Um, you know, a Thanksgiving dinner 
on Tuesday um, at the Tribeca campus, I had the chance to sit down with a young man who he's really ready to make a change in his life. He had, he had just arrived at our Tribeca campus for the first time mm-hmm. and um, did not know that we had longer term residential programs where, uh, you know, he could, he could work through the addiction that he's struggling with. He could work his way back into the workforce, like he, his, his, his big goal is. And so, um, so, you know, sometimes these meals, we, we, we have the saying here at the Bowery Mission, it all begins with a meal. Mm. Uh, often these meals are the gateway into some other uh, lasting life change. So each meal is important and um, so, so important. And, and, and yes. <laughs> yeah, so important and, and, and important in the sense of, as we mentioned earlier, James, it makes folks realize that there is somebody out there who cares and we'll give them the one-on-one conversation that that's needed to help put them on the right track. That's right. That's right. Now, what do you, now you would think that after Thanksgiving, you guys would be worn out, but you, you got some more work to do, right? Just seven days that you're feeding folks during Thanksgiving week. Well, the Bowery mission is a 24 seven operation. And so, uh, we are open all the time, every day of the year. Um, uh, and, you know, traditionally, your your listeners who've been paying attention to this conversation before remember that we typically would give out coats on Thanksgiving Day mm-hmm. as well. This year, we, we decided not to do that. We decided the logistics of that had become somewhat complicated, but we've let everybody know who came to the Bowery campus on Thursday to come back on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, we're going to be giving away a new coat to each person who comes in Tuesday afternoon from 2.30 to 4.30 um, p.m. at the Bowery campus. And that's this coming Tuesday? This coming Tuesday, December the 3rd. All right, from 2.30 to 4.30. All right, that's outstanding. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. You know, the Bowery is more than just a warm mill and shelter. We'll explain next on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for stopping by New York Sports and Beyond on 98.7 ESPN. Let's continue our discussion with Chief Development Officer and Co-Interim CEO James Winans of the Bowery Mission. James, you guys have grown. I, it, it's, it's amazing. I look and I go on the website as always because you guys are always doing something new every time we sit down and have our annual chat. And you're, you're having more and more camp campuses and, and camps and stuff that Share me, share with the audience some of the things you're doing. You've got a camp in Newark you've mentioned, but the South Bronx, Harlem, Tribeca, East Harlem, Mount Lawn in Pennsylvania. Share, share with me what you guys are doing. Yeah, we, we operate across nine locations in the metro area, uh, including in Newark, New Jersey. We also have, as you mentioned, a camp out in the Poconos. So the Bowery Mission is probably most well-known for serving adults in need and, and those experiencing homelessness as adults. Uh, but we really want to be involved and have always been involved, really, in preventing the next generation from experiencing the same uh, homelessness, poverty, addiction as mm-hmm. this generation. And so uh, we want to give kids a first chance. We do that by providing a, what we call a city camp in the East Harlem, uh, as well as in the South Bronx, a uh, safe place for kids to come after school to experience some enrichment activities that they're not necessarily experiencing in school around the arts and around athletics and and that sort of thing. Um, And then many of those children are paired up with an adult mentor who uh, works with them on leadership development and and character development and those sorts of things. Um, Those kids participate all year round. It's the place they come after school. Um, And then at the end of 
the school year, they're able to have a culminating experience with a with a time at summer camp in the Poconos, where we have 200 acres on a lake, and the kids are are out there. Many of these kids haven't left uh, Manhattan or the Bronx or Queens before, and so so to be out in the woods is a completely life altering experience in a in a very initially scary way, um, and then uh, and then a very positive way uh, as they they get to be kids again in in a sense. James, uh, you know, it's fascinating because we tend to focus when we, when we have our conversations about the Bowery and the great work that you do, and we kind of focus on food and, and clothing and, and a place to stay. But when we talk about young people and we talk about, uh, your work and trying to make sure that they understand that even at the age, what they're going through is a temporary situation and they sometimes can have control to start to focus on getting away out of their temporary situation. When you chat with some of these young people, as I know you do, what are some of the circumstances that have gotten them in this situation, which probably is nothing not to do of their own? That's right. I mean, most of the children we serve uh, have have parents involved in their life who care. You know, parents or grandparents, and and uh, and and those parents are are working hard to make ends meet, and they might be working a couple of jobs and. And you know, certainly doing their best, but the community needs to come around and support these parents and grandparents um, to raise these these kids. They can't do it alone, and they can't do it in isolation. And so, so what we're doing is is another another piece of the puzzle. Certainly, schools and, and other supports are a piece of the puzzle as well. Yeah, and then that's uh, you know that that's always good that that communication and, and working together and, and trying to just uh, save some save save some folks. James, uh, let's talk about you for a second. And in going through um, your uh, your resume, as it was, and your experience, you've had really now for the past, I guess, not making you seem kind of old, James, but for the past twenty <laughs> years now, you've you found yourself in various organizations, and we mentioned them earlier in the introduction of that have landed you at the Bowery Mission and have kind of prepared you in smaller roles to a larger role. But in each area, it's been you helping to reach out other, helping to reach out to others who need help. James, what started you down that path? What was it either from experience or something that drew you to help reaching out to help people? Because everybody doesn't do that, James. I hear that. I hear that. But uh, we, we certainly encourage everybody to, to come volunteer with us. Um, and that's how I started. I started as a volunteer at the Bowery Mission. I was uh, a young man in college and didn't really know much about this this topic of homelessness or how it happened or uh, even much about New York City. I had grown up in, a, in, in Maryland in another part of the country. And so um, I spent a summer in one of our men's residential locations. And I was so impressed with what the Bowery Mission was doing, in part because our staff, many of them had experienced homelessness or incarceration or some other life event themselves, where they were down and out. And what they had chosen to do after getting back on their feet was to turn around and help people out of the very same pit that they had been in, the very same situations that they had been in. And so um, that really impressed me as a young man to see uh, uh, some folks give back in that way after having such a hard road to get where they were that they would turn around and say, let me help others get out of this situation. 
um, really started me on a, on a new path. And like you said, it, uh, through a couple different organizations, but um, I've been back at the Bowery Mission, hard to believe, but uh, already 14 years on staff. Wow. Um, and what keeps me going is those same stories, those same stories where somebody uh, is down and out. Um, they, they, at the Bowery Mission, the Bowery Mission helps them to get back on their feet. And then so often they turn around in some form or fashion, either by joining staff, becoming a volunteer, becoming a financial supporter, to to continue the continue the the, the chain, you know, the links in the chain, so that uh, so that others uh, come come out of the situation as well. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. And and you know the other question that jumped into my mind, and James, there are a number of organizations around the world who do great work in in the similar similar to what you guys do, who reach out and who, you know, want to help people and help feed them and give them clothing and shelter when they can and and different programs. But you know, considering how long you guys have been in business, what what is the secret to doing it? And not that you're comparing, but what is the secret in doing it a little better than somebody else, a little smarter, uh, being able to get the companies who want to make a decision and say, okay, we'll choose the Bowery because we know because of longevity and things, things of that nature that this is where we can best serve our resources to reach the most amount of people. I think people, I think people see our values and I say that very humbly, but I think, um, people, that we desire excellence, that we are not trying to get by. We are trying to do this very well. And I think people see our compassion. They see that we truly love the folks that we are serving, that we are not um, uh, serving a number, but we're serving a, a, a person who has a long story and a, and a, and a bright future. Um, I, think, I think those are the kind of things that, that people see and then say, we'd like to invest here. And we are 100% privately funded. We are not a a government-funded agency at all, uh, which makes us quite distinct in the space of social services. So, so much of that space has been um, f- funded through government support. Um, we we are not, and it makes us accountable. Um, you know, people people are investing here. People are investing their their forty dollars. Uh, people are investing much larger gifts, um, but but men, most of our gifts are very small. And the people who give them want to know that they're making a difference. They want to know that we're stretching their dollar as far as we can, and we do. And uh, and over time, that, that builds trust. We talked about trust earlier, and that builds trust. James Winans, Chief Development Officer and Interim Co-CEO, is my guest. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. James, of course, with the Bowery Mission, doing some great work, as always, in our yearly chat with him. And we're once again, the Bowery will be giving out coats this coming Tuesday. We'll give you some more information and location of that and the time that you can uh, get there if you're in desperate need uh, as the weather starts to turn a little colder. And it's been nice. We've had some pretty nice days over the past couple of weeks, but don't be fooled. <laughs> the cold weather is coming, so uh, we'll give you that information in in, uh, in a couple of minutes. Next on New York Sports and Beyond, homelessness. It's growing. Why? And how can you help? That's next. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Larry Hardesty. Let's conclude my conversation with James Winans. He's the Chief Development Officer and Interim Co-CEO at the Bowery Mission. James, you mentioned earlier about the, uh, the the new initiatives that you guys have had this year, uh, ambassadorship uh, over in Newark and, and some of the expansion of your programs. How do you when do you guys sit down and, 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 you know, come together and say, OK, as we look 
from experience at some things and conversations with those that you serve that we need to broaden our stuff. We need to, you know, expand in this area or expand in that area, or maybe in some areas, cut back and redirect our attention into other, other uh, areas. Oh, I think in our drive for excellence, we're, we're always reassessing. We're always looking outside of ourselves too, or visiting other organizations, seeing what they're doing well and, and trying to emulate the best. Um, you know, what we really are working on right now is we um, could could very easily serve lots of people at the front door, as we say. You know, we could provide a lot of meals, a lot of shelter, a lot of showers and clothing, medical care. We, we do that. We've done that for decades. Um, and not see folks making progress towards a new life. Um, and and we could um, we could we could have lots of uh, we could have lots of programs where people make progress, um, but not have those folks coming from our front door. And so, um, so what we're trying to do right now, and and seeing some initial success, is really really build that out as a continuum, so that it's one story um, that somebody comes in for a meal, as I described, and and discovers there are other services and. Uh, has a smooth transition from that place into the next step and the next step after that and the next step after that um, so that so that we really are serving the most vulnerable uh, we really are serving the folks who who need the most uh, rather than the cream of the crop if you will and so mm. because we believe we believe that you know behind every homeless individual there there really is a bright future that these these folks are of uh, eternal worth, as every single one of us is, and, and we're not giving up um, just because they're in a in a really tough situation right now. Yeah, absolutely, James. There's some some things that you guys have added. I don't know that our audience is familiar with it, but a couple of them jump jump out at me. It's how folks can fundraise for the Bowery Mission. Explain how that works. That's right. Uh, if you go onto our website, you can set up your own campaign now and. Uh, and a number of folks will do that. They'll they'll say, you know what, I've got a big birthday coming up. Rather than asking for gifts, I have everything I need. Maybe I can help some people who don't have what they need. Um, and so uh, they'll they'll set up a campaign on there. We provide all the tools. It's it's quite simple to do. You can you can make it as simple or complex as you want. But then you get the word out to your friends and say. You know, for for my birthday this year, would you give to the Bowery Mission in, in my name? And 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 people do that. Um, and uh, and we have companies uh, where that happens in the workplace, where uh, somebody in the company sets up one of these pages, and all of their coworkers give. Um, and then as a company, they celebrate the company or a team. They celebrate that um, that they've done this together, that they've made a big impact together. And that's a perfect transition, James, into how people can just donate money uh, to help the work you're doing. Like I said, Larry, and and uh, this is a this is a story of a lot of small gifts adding up. Um, it takes all of us to do this work. Um, the Bowery Mission does have some some corporate sponsors now. We do have some major donors now, but but the story of the Bowery Mission has always been New Yorkers who are who are giving out of their little, not out of their much, and so. Just encourage everybody to to not think that a gift is too small. Um, that uh, that we 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 are so grateful for every single gift that we receive. Um, the easiest way for most folks to do that right now is to go on our website, which is bowery.org. It's b o w e r y.org, and there's a 
big button there that says donate. Uh, you can choose your amount. It can be as small or as large as you'd like. And uh, click submit, and and you've done you've you've, you've changed a life. Um, it's uh, it's so simple. And it's a great feeling too when you do it, James. It's a great you get you get a, you got to say it, you get a good feeling inside. You do, you do. I mean, many of our staff, including myself, are financial supporters. Uh, you know, so we're we're investing in this work alongside our donors and our and our partners, and it means a lot to us. Now, also, I noticed that folks can share what you call a resource card. So if there's somebody that you know that may be struggling at this time, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, James, for mm-hmm. neighbors to reach out to you or to ask for help, Some, you know, we're very proud people. And you don't want everybody to, quote, know your business, unquote. But you may see some things. You may, you may, you know, see that a person is maybe not doing or not being around or not helping or not having the same success that they've had previously. So they can share a resource card. How does that work? You can go on our website and print off these resource cards. Um, you can also call our 800 number, 1-800-BOWERY-1, um, and order uh, these resource cards. You can have a few in your purse, in your wallet, um, as you're as you're passing through the city, either on your commute or, or on a night out or something like that. You may you may encounter somebody who's either actively asking for help or or passively, you know, appears to be in trouble. And uh, you know, it's it's a, such a simple act to go up to that person and say, "Hey, you know, you look like you might need help. Here's a place where you can get some help." Um, in general, that's going to be well received by by somebody who's in trouble, um, and it's it's surprising that sometimes how how many people have not yet heard of the Bowery Mission and the help that's available to them. And so, so by helping spread the word, I think that's another way to change a life. And volunteers, James, you mentioned a lot of folks helped you out during this during this uh, seven day of, of serving of surrounding Thanksgiving, but. You know, when Thanksgiving ends, you still need the help to come down. So how do people be, get to be volunteers? We do. Uh, you know, this is the time of year where we have so many people coming out to help. But it goes right on through the Christmas and New Year's holidays uh, as people think about uh, their neighbors in need. Um, but in January, we're going to need help. And, again, I direct you back to our website, Bowery.org, B-O-W-E-R-Y.org. Um, sign up, sign up now for a time in, in February or March or April. We're going to need you then. Um, right now we're, we're quite full. So, uh, so not necessarily between now and the end of the year, but, uh, but you can, you can sign up and, and plan ahead. James, we talk and you just mentioned it about people that we may encounter in the streets and, and James, I, I, and don't take this personally. I pray for the day that the Bowery can just uh, sit back and, and say, Larry, you know what? If there's one or two people that are homeless, they can come in. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that would be that would be the ultimate goal. Right. But unfortunately, that's not the way it is. And we see more and more. It just seems like we see more and more homeless people on the street, James. You've got some stats. I know that they're just they're just staggering for us to just lock home just how serious this homeless situation is. Yeah, right now, one in every 125 New Yorkers is experiencing homelessness. So you think about that. There's probably more than 125 people in your subway car or in your uh, on your block, and so um, it's a it's a staggering number. Uh, many of those folks are being housed uh, through the city shelter system, and so they're less visible to us. They're not out on the streets during the day. Um, 
many folks are going to work and performing well at work, but they have nowhere to sleep at night. And so um, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. It's going to take all of us to solve it. And we think the Bowery Mission has an important role to play. And, and the Bowery Mission relies on the support of people who give generously. Now, James, in your experience and in through, you know, just the conversations with folks, what what are some of the, if you were to lock down maybe two or three reasons, why are we seeing so many homeless people? Well, every story is different, Larry, and there's there's you know, so much that can lead to homelessness. You know, homelessness in in some ways is a is a is a uh, you know, I'll put it this way: you you uh, you can't walk into the hospital and say, you know, I'm I'm sick. Uh, there's there's there are things that led to that that mm-hmm. there are underlying causes that need to be addressed, and so um, so it's really getting at some of those underlying causes, and that's why we. That's why we have addiction recovery, and that's why we have mental health services both on staff and referring out. That's why we have partnerships with folks who can provide legal support and uh, medical support. Um, you know, that's that's why we have a long-term residential program that focuses on vocational readiness and getting back into the workforce. Um, each and every individual who's experiencing homelessness is unique. They have their own story. We do not want to be a one-size-fits-all uh, program. And I would think, James, through your experience, I mean, they're all traumatic, but the mental illness one has to be a, a really unique challenge to try to help that person out. It's true. It's uh, something that hits home, I think, for a lot of us uh, who have experienced mental illness in our family or among our friends. And you think about those folks and the safety net that they have and the way that they're being cared for um, by being in a home with a family and, and all of that, you know, and just imagining that same uh, difficulty coming to someone who is right on the edge economically, who loses their apartment, and now they're on the streets, and that safety net isn't there. And so, again, you know, the Bowery Mission wants to be the safe place to be, especially during the day, um, as as people need need a need a safety net, need a place to be, need a community to come around them and love them. And I think you know it. Generally speaking, and I hate, uh, I'm, I'm reluctant to paint a broad brush, but just to bring the point home, uh, James, we see so many men when we look at homelessness, we see so many men, but there are women who are homeless. And James, in some very, very sad situations, as you kind of mentioned just a couple of minutes ago with the, with the shelters in the city, we've got families who are homeless. So you've got, you have a husband, a wife, and children who are homeless. And that whole mental situation, uh, depression, that leads from their financial or, or whatever situation that got them into the position they're in. That's right. The uh, New York Times just did a, a big story about uh, the children in the school system who are uh, in the, also in the shelter system and the impact uh, on, on these families is, is tremendous. And so, um, it, again, it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of it's going to take all of us to, to, to better our city. James, what's next? What are you guys planning for 2020? <laughs> I know you're working on some stuff. Yeah, I know it's not, we, we got a couple more weeks in 2019, but you know, for you to, to maintain the success that you have and, you know, to, to keep moving forward and to keep addressing the needs, unfortunately, as we've just alluded to with the numbers of some growing, uh, situations, uh, I know you guys are sitting down and working on some things in, in, for 2020. Yeah, we're we're really, I think, in a period of refining what we uh, what we what we started here, and uh, and again, um, 
you know, kind of building out that 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 middle part of our our program. Um, uh, we we we're serving some folks who um, are not dealing with mental illness. They're not dealing with an active addiction, um, and yet they need help getting back into the workforce and back into housing. And so uh, we're shifting some of our residential resources to be more short term. Um, mm. Uh, where people are able to to come in, continue working if they have a job, uh, transition quickly back into the workforce if they're work ready, and um, uh, and and stay with us for a period of time, saving money. Um, you know, maybe maybe working through some soft skills that they bring to the workforce or something like that, but uh, but not needing to to address an underlying uh, uh, mental health issue or or an addiction issue. Um, you know, those those folks stay with us an average of six months, uh, so, so half the time of somebody in a longer term residential program. And and yet, you know, that that's a that's a huge success as well. There's no question about it, because it, it gives you once again, it helps focus you on the plan of getting you back on the right track where you need to be. And I hope James, that those folks, when they get back on the right track, they kind of remember what the folks at the Bowery did and they reach back and, and help you out a little bit, either financially or through volunteering. Oh, we're so grateful when, when folks do that, uh, it was, uh, uh, on our Thanksgiving event at Tribeca yesterday, I met a man who had graduated from one of our residential programs, uh, maybe five, six years ago. And uh, apparently he's there every year. He just comes in, he just shows up on Tuesday morning and does whatever it takes to serve those 400 guests who came through for a meal. Um, and uh, and at the end of the day, he was just beaming the fact that he had given back uh, to a place that had given him so much. Giving back to pay it forward, right? That's right. James, once again, tell us about the uh, coat uh, availability that you're having uh, this coming Tuesday. Yeah, we'll be giving away coats at, the, at our Bowery campus, at Bowery and Prince Street, from 2.30 to 4.30 on Tuesday, Giving Tuesday. Uh, uh-huh. and so we're, we're going to keep giving um, and hope that folks keep giving to us at, uh, at our website, Bowery.org. And James, once again, at that same website, that's where people can donate uh, money and also sign up for volunteers for next year. That's right. That's the place to go if you want to volunteer with your time. That's the place to go if you want to give with your finances. That's the place to go if you want to set up one of those campaigns you talked about, Larry, where you ask others to give. We uh, we appreciate all of those things so much. And one last time, James, let's acknowledge the, the sponsors who helped you so much during this week of uh, Thanksgiving and, and who have helped you year-round. Absolutely. We're so grateful for uh, Chobani, Prudential Financial, Pura Vida Investments, Bombas, Colgate Palmolive, Mahane Celestial Group, Zarbi's Natural, ADP, Avalon Bay Communities, Con Edison, Macy's, Proskauer, Roxy Hotel, the Soho Grand Hotel, the Howard Hughes Corporation, and Warner Brothers for sponsoring our Thanksgiving this week. James, listen, you and uh, the folks at the Bowery Mission and all your surrounding uh, partners and contributors, uh, listen, have a great holiday season. And uh, keep up the great work. And uh, anytime you need to let us know what's going on to inform our audience, you're more than welcome to stop by. And we'll talk to you, you know, maybe when it's not holiday time and see check in and see how things are going on at the Bowery Mission. But right now you have a great holiday. 
Larry, thanks so much. You have a great holiday as well. Well, that wraps up this edition of New York Sports and Beyond here on 98.7 ESPN. We thank you for listening. We'll join you on The Drive later today during the week on ESPN New York Tonight and right back here next Sunday for New York Sports and Beyond. For my incredibly talented producer, the handsome Ray Santiago, I'm Larry Hardesty. The conversation continues with Anita Marks and Fantasy Focus next on 98.7 ESPN New York.